It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. Welcome to it. Um, that's that's a thing. Oh, I had a th- I had an idea. I don't know if it's a funny idea. Maybe someday, if I feel crazy enough, I'll do a whole episode like an old school announcer. Uh, something like, uh, how, how, how would you do this? I didn't even prepare this. Like I don't prepare anything. Uh, yeah, this, the, (laughs) this is not going to work out well. Something like, uh, the first form of this episode is the, uh, no, the first word in this episode is the first form of despite. Maybe that's a little too something. I don't know. Maybe someday I think that might be kind of a fun. Oh, but to do it for a whole episode. Ooh, that might be too much, but yes. As that silly guy said, the first word in this episode is the first form of despite. D-E-S-P-I-T-E, noun from the 13th century. Number one, the feeling or attitude of despising. We had despise at the end of the previous episode. The feeling of despising is despite. Synonym is contempt. Number two, the synonyms are, here, this is interesting, malice and spite. Despite and spite. Again, what the fuck is up with putting the D-E before a word and it meaning the same thing as the word? Can we, can we change this, please? Let's, there's, I've come across so many of these things. Spite and despite. Three A, an act showing Contempt or defiance. It's about, I just don't want to do a thing. I don't like the thing. I despise it, so I don't want to do it. 3B, synonyms are detriment and disadvantage. As in, I know of no government which stands to its obligations, even in its own despite, more solidly. That is a quote from Sir Winston Churchill. Uh, how, how did he talk? That was, there was that movie with, um, that guy, and he played Winston Churchill, and the makeup was amazing. I know of no government, no, that's more a Kennedy. (laughs) That's a whole different direction. I know of no government which stands to its obligations, even in its own despite, more solidly. That's what Winston Churchill, sir, said. And just the way that people used to talk, and of course, British people speak and think differently than American people, and I am definitely on the lower educated side in America. My brain just doesn't do words so good. And uh, to, to, just to put words in that way that Sir Winston Churchill did is just, it just, uh, it hurts my brain a little bit, and it's very fascinating. I don't know, I don't know what it meant either. <laughs> There is a phrase, in despite of, which means in spite of. So you can say whatever that phrase means, which I guess we'll have to just get to when we get to the word spite. Uh, When we get there, uh, you can say that phrase either way. In despite of, in spite of. Okay. The etymology, I think, is the same as despise, which makes sense. So we are now going to move on to... Boom, boom, boom.
the second form of despite. Transitive verb from the 14th century. One is archaic. To treat with contempt. Number two is obsolete. To provoke to anger. And the synonym is vex. So I guess you just can't really use despite as a verb anymore because it's either archaic or obsolete. You're treating something with contempt like you just don't like it. Oh, I despite. I'm going to despite that thing. I'm despiting that thing. Hmm. Bing, bong, bing. The third form of despite is a preposition from the 15th century. And here it means in spite of. So you don't even need to say in despite of. You can just say despite. As in, played despite an injury. Played despite an injury. So basically, and I figured we would come across this come across this somewhere before we get to the word spite, which is just such a weird word. Uh, basically, this person, they played despite their injury. They had an injury, but even though they had the injury, in spite of the injury, they still played the game. So maybe it wasn't a terrible injury. Uh, so that's what despite means. Now, how this is connected to contempt and malice and... What, what were these other things? Contempt, scorn, disdain. How it's connected to that exactly, I guess I'm not totally sure. Like, mm, okay, maybe, maybe, because there's other examples too. Um, in spite of, despite, despite not liking this person, they still hung out with them. So despite is like, you don't like the thing that's going on, but you did it anyway. So I guess that's how you can connect these. What was the etymology of despise? It's from a look and then to look down. So you're looking down on the thing, but you're like, eh, whatever. Let's do the thing anyway. I guess that's that. The next word is despiteful. Adjective from the 15th century. Expressing malice or hate. That's what this is all about. Looking down on a thing. Don't like that thing. So I'm going to express it outwardly. So you all can know I'm being despiteful towards it. Despitefully is an adverb. Despitefulness is a noun. The next word is despiteous. It's not despiteous, because that's not how English works. It is despiteous. D-E-S-P-I-T-E-O-U-S. Adjective from the 14th century. And yes, no surprise, this is archaic, because have you ever heard this word? I didn't think so. Feeling or showing despite. The synonym is malicious. Despiteously is an adverb also archaic. Despiteous. So what do we use instead? I guess malicious, we use that instead. Ooh, they they did a thing in a malicious way. It was despiteous. Yeah, I can definitely hear some old school people saying this word. Baum, baum, baum. The next word is despoil. Spoil with a D-E. This is a transitive verb from the 14th century. 
To strip of belongings, possessions, or value. Synonym is pillage. Another synonym is ravage. Why they needed to be separated, I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, Despoiler is a noun. Despoilment is a noun. This is from the Latin despoliare. Despoliare, which is from day plus spoliare, which means to strip or rob. So, again, I'm getting a little confused about this whole DE thing because despoil is to strip of belongings, and it looks like spoliare is to strip, but maybe it also says there's more at the word spoil, so maybe spoliare means to spoil, but then despoliare means to strip or rob. It's just not very clear. I don't understand it. But it's all about taking away your things. Somebody comes in and takes away your things and they have despoiled you. You were spoiled by having all those things and they have despoiled you. I don't know. That's one way to think about it. Ding dong dong. The next word is despoliation. Despoliation. Noun from circa 1657. Sounds very similar to, what's that thing if you're exfoliation? Exfoliating your skin. This is not that. They just sound sort of similar. Despoliation. The action or process of despoiling. And the synonym is just spoliation without the de so again same meaning different words despoiling so i guess if you if somebody's coming in to uh, take your stuff away they are they're doing despoliation you are being despoiled in a despoliation the next word boom 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 despond First form, despond, intransitive verb from 1655, to become despondent, which we will learn all about very soon, very shortly and soon. This is from the Latin despondere, which is de plus spondere, which means to promise solemnly. There's more at the word spouse. Oh, interesting. So... Your spouse, you are promising solemnly to to be true to the spouse, to stay with them and support them and all those things that you say to them when you get married. And um, so I guess that would be spondere, would be to promise solemnly. But what is despondere? Do you sense a pattern of my frustration? Let's see. The, the book would probably need to be twice as long just to get in all of the information, because I'm sure that they're just not putting things in here because they literally just don't have the space. They also had to make these pages super thin just to fit it all into this book that's like three inches wide or something. So that is despond. And I was thought that I had something else to say about that, but maybe not. So let's move on to the next word. This second form of despond, noun from 1678. The synonym is despondency. 
despondency, which again, yes, we would this the rest almost the rest of this episode is all about despondent despondent despondencies things. That's what that is. The next word. The next word. Bow, bow, bow. Despondence. Noun from 1657. Again, the synonym is despondency. This is definitely one of those cases where I feel like so the last word that we get to the word despondent you probably figure that out it's it's the last of this group but it's the one that you need to know what these other ones mean more clearly so you just have to maybe after i read that one you can just rewind and go back to these other words the next word despondency this is the one that's the synonym for the previous two words noun from 1653 the state of being despondent synonyms are dejection and hopelessness. You definitely get an idea. Oh, I'm, I feel hopeless. Didn't we have a word in the last episode or the one before that that was kind of similar? You know, despair. Yeah, I think that was it. Hopelessness. You feel dejected when you have despondency. You are so sad about the state of everything. Should we learn about what all of this means in more detail? Despondent. Adjective from circa 1699. Feeling or showing extreme discouragement, dejection, or depression. As in, despondent about his health. Well, if his health is not doing so great, maybe it's making him depressed, he feels discouraged, or dejected, uh, then he is despondent about his health. I am not particularly despondent about my health. Overall, it's good, uh, maybe even great. But there are aspects, like my back, that I feel a bit despondent about my back because I just don't understand what's going on or what to do to fix it, and I've tried a lot of things, and I think I might just need to get it removed. Despondently is an adverb. And everybody's favorite time it's synonym time it's synonym time it's synonym time let's read the synonyms for despondent despondent despairing oh yes yeah, see right there very similar desperate and hopeless mean having lost all or nearly all hope that's very sad despondent implies a deep dejection arising from a conviction of the uselessness of further effort like i don't want to i don't want to do any more i don't feel like i can it's not worth it as in despondent about yet another rejection oh i wrote a book no i didn't that's just an example a fake example i wrote a book and i tried to get it sold to all the places to so they can make it and put it out there in the world and they just keep on rejecting me and i just feel like it's useless to keep on trying. I feel very despondent. Despairing suggests the slipping away of all hope and often despondency. As in, despairing appeals for the return of the kidnapped child. I mean, I guess when you're dealing with these words, you do have to give examples that are not the most happy things. Uh, so you... You, what is in this, in this context, 
the child has been kidnapped, they're not coming back, they're not being returned, and you feel you are despairing because you've lost all hope and despondency. Uh, hopelessness, yeah, it's all, that's all about hopelessness. Desperate. Desperate. Did we, 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 did we read that one? I think we did, yeah. That was in the last episode also. Interesting that these three words, despair, desperate, despondent, are so very close to each other. I haven't looked specifically at the etymology, but I do suspect that they are from a similar place. Desperate implies despair that prompts reckless action or violence in the face of defeat or frustration. Like, you just, you were so hopeless that you felt like, I have nothing to lose. I think we mentioned this in the previous one. Nothing to lose. I'm just going to go ahead and do anything I can. As in the example, one last desperate attempt to turn the tide of battle. Hopeless suggests despair and the cessation of effort or resistance and often implies acceptance or resignation. As in, the situation of the trapped miners is hopeless. Yeah, I think that... uh, that final part implies acceptance or resignation. It just means like we're hopeless about this thing and we just, we're done. Like we can't do anything else. We have gone through all these stages. We were despondent and then we ha- we were despairing and then we were desperate. We made one final attempt, but then it didn't work. And so we were hopeless. There's no hope left to, to save the trapped miners. On that note, uh, real quick, the etymology, well, maybe we can do a look. This is from the Latin despondens, or despondere, and what is desperate? Desperate is mm, different, desperare, and despair is desperare. So they're all a little bit different. So is there a different Latin word that these all stemmed from? That starts with D-E-S-P. Hmm. If you know, please let me know because I would find that fascinating. Boom, boom, boom. The next word is despot or despot. D-E-S-P-O-T. Despot, despot. Noun from 1585. 1A. A Byzantine emperor or prince. Very specifically, they have to be Byzantine. That's probably where this word was started, I would assume. 1b. A bishop or patriarch of the Eastern Orthodox Church. So, I don't think that's Byzantine, but maybe they are connected. I really don't know my religious things, especially in that part of the world in that time period. But uh, a bishop or a patriarch of that Eastern Orthodox Church is a despot. C, 1C, an Italian hereditary prince or military leader occurring, no, I don't know why I said that, during the Renaissance. So we had Byzantine, we had Eastern Orthodox Church, and now we have Italian. 2A, a ruler with absolute power and authority. That's the one that I definitely am aware of with this word. They just, they, you can't, they... They control everything. You can't control them. They have total control over their country, their region, whatever. And uh, they probably are not 
doing always the nicest things. I think that's part of the meaning behind this word despot. Like this one, to be a person exercising power tyrannically. They're a, a they are a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They are a it's tyranny tyrannically. There's another word related to that one, but it's not good. It's not good. They're exercising all of their absolute power in a tyrannical way. The etymology says this is from the Greek despotes, despotes, which means master or lord or autocrat, which is from the des prefix, which is akin to the uh, domos word, which means house. So the des is kind of like house. And then potes, which is akin to the word posis, which means husband. So what is that? Hus- house husband? Is that what we're trying to say here? The Greek word despotes means house husband? Um, akin to the Sanskrit dampati, which is lord of the house. So yeah, that's it's not house husband like we think of today. There's housewife and house husband, house whoever, the one who typically stays at the house. That's not what this is. The husband, back in those days especially, they were considered the lord, the man of the house. You know, that phrase. And so... Uh, this that's the Lord of the house, the one, and it's so it's probably started with the one being in the house, but then it expanded to a region, a country, something bigger. They became the Lord of the house of all of the stuff. Yeah. There is more at the words dome and potent. Hmm. So dome comes from the domos, which means house. And then potent comes from posis, which means husband. So that's that's kind of an interesting word to connect to husband, male, that thing. Not surprising from a patriarchal context. I think that's enough for despot, except that we have another similar word in this episode. Despotic. D-E-S. P-O-T-I-C, adjective from 1604, of, relating to, or characteristic of a despot, and despotically is an adverb. And we will have one more related word in tomorrow's episode. Ooh, my stomach is growling because it's early and I haven't had breakfast yet. So, where do we go from here? Where do we go? I'll tell you where we go. We go to read the words again. Despite, 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 despiteful, despiteous, despoil, despoliation, despond, despond, despondence, despondency, despondent, despot, and despotic. Wow, we have had a couple of episodes that are just sad, sad, sad words. What did we have? I'm just going to go back. We had desolate, despair, and of course there's other forms of these words that are related. Desolate, despair, uh, desperate, despicable, despise, despite, sort of, despoil, uh, despond, despondent, despot. I mean, this is just a very, uh, you know, it's just negative. Not, It's not always negative. That's not totally what I mean. But I think, you know, you look at these definitions, it's a lot of hopelessness and other things like that. 
All right, so which one of these very sad words are we going to pick as the word of the episode? Um, I guess I would want to pick one that's not quite so negative, but I don't know if any of them were. It provoke anger, malice, malicious. I mean, despitious is a fun word to say, but it does mean the malicious, which I'm not a big fan of at all. Same with despoil, stripping, pillaging, ravaging. Um, I guess despite might be one of the the least bad words. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess we'll pick despite. Maybe the preposition specifically because I guess, yeah, I don't know. Fine. Despite. I'm doing this podcast despite everybody saying it's dumb. That's the song for despite. This has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.